Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Sisters, we hold this treasure in earthen vessels that the surpassing power may be of God and not from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not constrained, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. For we who live are constantly being given up to death for the sake of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since then we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written. I believed, therefore I spoke. We too believe and therefore speak, knowing that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and place us with you in his presence. Everything indeed is for you so that the grace bestowed in abundance on more and more people may cause the thanksgiving to overflow for the glory of God. The Word of the Lord. Those who sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. When the Lord brought back the captives of Zion, we were like men dreaming. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with rejoicing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad indeed. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the torrents in the southern desert. Those that sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. Although they go forth weeping, carrying the seed to be sown, they shall come back rejoicing, carrying their sheaves. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The mother of the sons of Zebedee approached Jesus with her sons and did him homage, wishing to ask him for something. He said to her, What do you wish? She answered him, Command that these two sons of mine sit, one at your right and the other at your left, in your kingdom. Jesus said in reply, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the chalice that I am going to drink? They said to him, We can. He replied, My chalice you will indeed drink, but to sit at my right and at my left, this is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus summoned them and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the great ones make their authority over them felt, but it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you shall be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just so, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Sit on my left and my right. You do not know what you're asking. Can you drink the cup and undertake the baptism I must undergo? What was Christ saying there to James and John? St. John Chrysostom wrote, You talk of sharing honors and rewards with me, but I must talk of struggle and toil. Now is not the time for rewards or the time for my glory to be revealed. Earthly life is the time for bloodshed, war, and danger. We honor St. James today. 
of Peter, James, and John fame. He and his brother John, the author of the fourth gospel, are the sons of Zebedee, who owned a fishing business in Bethsaida on the northeast shore of the Sea of Galilee. The apostles Peter and Andrew were from that town as well. Consider, Chrysostom wrote, how Christ drew James and John in with his manner of questioning. He did not say, well, can you face being slaughtered? Can you shed your blood? No, instead Christ made it attractive. Can you drink the chalice I drink? Yes, they responded. After all, who doesn't like drinks? Can you be baptized like me, Christ asked. They responded, we can. Christ made baptism look easy too, but the baptism he was speaking of was one of blood. It was a baptism of suffering that would affect a cleansing of the whole world. And James and John tagged the sons of thunder by Christ after they wanted to rain down fire on the Samaritans were all too eager to follow Christ. But at that point, they did not know what they were asking. For James, the point of a sword would ultimately clear things up. James was killed by the sword at the order of King Herod Agrippa around 42-44 A.D. That was only 15 years or so after Christ's death. It is recounted, I'll bet, very briefly in the beginning of chapter 12 of the Acts of the Apostles. It is the only account of an apostle's death in the New Testament. James, the son of thunder, zealous for the Lord, was the first apostle to be martyred. Looking down the point of a sword, it became quite clear just exactly what he was asking of Christ. And here, James had cause for rejoicing. You see, James had seen the risen Christ. He knew that if he shared in Christ's suffering, then he would share in Christ's glory. So the whole thing became quite attractive to him. Yes, I can drink this cup, James told himself as he faced his executioner. Here then is cause for our rejoicing because we know the same thing James did. So when we are ridiculed and persecuted for following Christ, which is becoming more and more common, we can picture Christ asking us, can you drink the cup I drink? And with that beautiful thought, the whole thing becomes attractive to us. We smile and drink the cup full of joy that Christ gives us the opportunity to drink it with him.